0: Hey, Pawn family. Welcome back to another episode of the Pawn Leaders Podcast. I just got back this last weekend from the California Pawn Brokers Association convention. We had an incredible time. And for those of you who listened to the podcast in California, who came by to say hello, I really, really appreciate you. And I look forward to uh, meeting you again sometime. I just want to let you guys know that the Pawn Leaders Podcast community on Facebook is is growing. Don't forget to join. Don't forget to you know, Ask questions in there and really, really connect with other palm brokers. It's so important to get the information that you need and to learn in order to grow. You see, one of the biggest lessons I learned this weekend is that those who are leading in their industry are learning. They're there. They're at the conventions. They're learning about leadership. They're learning about jewelry. They're learning about uh, you name it, every single compliance, every single part of the business they're not holding back, they're investing in themselves, they're investing in their associations and that's what makes a great pawnbroker. That's what makes a business grow, is not just sitting there in your store, writing loan tickets or selling, it's actually learning and become a better you and making your business better as well. And with that said, this week's guest is Perry Lewin, who is a third generation jeweler with over 30 years actively involved in the jewelry industry and 23 years in the pawn industry. He's a current owner of Decatur Jewelry and Loan located in Decatur, Mount Zion, Illinois. And we talk about so many things in this podcast and many people have wanted to hear him and his success story and what and how he does it. So here is my podcast with Perry Lewin. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Igalodato, and this is the Pawn Leaders Podcast, a podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life, all while working at the pawn shop.
1: All right, Perry, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm uh, very pleased and a uh, pleasure to be here. You know, every every season I send out uh, to the Facebook
0: group that we have the Pawn Leaders Podcast Community, I say, who do you guys wanna hear on the show? Who do you think would make a difference if you listen to them? And your name comes up many, many times, uh, especially from Jamie Smith, who uh, I'm sh- giving a shout out for for recommending you to be on the show. So I knew I had to have you on. And I know you're a busy guy, so let's, let's get to it, Barry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. So you're a third-generation jeweler, um, jeweler by trade. What got you into the pawn business?
1: It was actually a chamber of commerce meeting, and an investor uh, was there um, just attending um, the social, and he wanted to open up a pawn store in the town of Decatur, Illinois. And I happened to be there and he knew I was a jeweler and the bells went off in his head. He says, ding, 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 ding. Uh, I think I may have found the guy to operate my pawn store. And it was just an initial idea. It was not open here before. And so we went out to a series of dinners and meetings and one thing led to another. And he convinced me to um, pull roots up from city Chicago and come down to Decatur and open up and so we started from scratch and we didn't know if it was gonna work or not and we gave it a try and I said if it doesn't work I can always go back to Chicago and 25 years later I haven't looked back. Nice man, How is it much different than the jewelry business that you guys were in before? Similar and different in very many aspects. Uh, it's very similar that uh, we do a majority of our business in jewelry, uh, fine gold, platinum, silver, diamonds, gemstones. That's probably our largest loaning base. Um, it's very similar in the fact that well, I brought my jewelry knowledge and uh, jewelry repair knowledge to the business, and we incorporated that in there. Um, how it's different? is it is a just everyday crazy business, as I'm sure you know. Um, you never know what's going to come through your door, what's going to come through your door, or who's going to come through your door, any given moment. And each day is completely different than the next. Awesome. Yeah, I couldn't
0: agree with you more. 16 years, having my own stores every day was different, but that's what was great about it as well. So so 25 years. Um, let everybody know you're in Illinois. What are the... Laws in Illinois, what's the hold period? What's the interest charge?
1: Uh, the interest charge is 20%. Uh, they actually write it as one fifth of the loan amount, which is more It's more of a, a euphemism, I guess. But it's really, it's 20% per month. Uh, the contract is for 30 days. And then by state law, we have to hold for an additional 30 days. So it's really a 60 day loan. And you're able to renew the loan just by paying the monthly interest and extending it for another 30 days. Um, and you don't have to make a whole new loan. It just rewrites from the same original number.
0: Got it. So one thing I want to talk yeah. to you about, what's been the hardest thing that you've gone sure. through 25 years of being in the pawn business. What's been the hardest thing about doing this?
1: I think the most difficult thing about doing this with um, being in the business is um, well, there's, there's a lot of different things that are hard, but I think the hardest Thing I would say is finding the qualified staff who really has your interest at heart and who's going to fight for it just like you do. And I understand that employees are, you know, hourly or or, or um, salary, and they are there for a job. But to find, it's you know, like good employees are like great friends. You can usually count them on one or two hands. Yeah. And so you really have to cultivate them, train them, bring them in, uh, make them part of your family. Which also you can't get too close to them because then you put the emotions in a lot of your decisions but you want them a part of the team, a part of um, the future and know that they're not here. Just open to close just for a paycheck at the end of the day. I've always said uh, in my interviews, I said, are you looking for a job? or Are you looking for a career? And there's a big difference between those two.
0: Yeah.
1: And one thing I do see that you guys
0: do a lot of is you like to have fun. Yes. Yes, we do. I see your videos online. Uh, I believe we're friends on Facebook or I'm alone I'm, yeah, yeah. and you're always having fun in the store. You're making people laugh. And I think that this that's what makes somebody like yourself successful, right? You're, you're running a business. It's tough.
1: You're busy, but you're, ne- you never stop having fun. No, life's too short. I mean, if you think about it, in a normal work day, you actually spend more time at work and with your coworkers than you really do at home with your family and your kids sometimes. So if you're going to be doing that or are forced to do that, you better at least come up with an idea to at least have some fun, enjoy it. Because when you have fun and you are enjoying life and you're enjoying what you do, it shows through your work. And if you have passion at it, you're going to do a lot better at it.
0: So Perry, how did you, uh, you went from jewelry, the investor came in and said, let's open up a shop. You went from Chicago to Decatur. How did you learn the pawn business?
1: By um, trial and error. The first pawnbroker that I uh, was connected with was a business associate of the original investor and he sent me down to his hometown in Salem Illinois way deep south in uh, southern illinois and i worked with those gentlemen for a week and this was way before cell phones were even around microsoft word wasn't out excel wasn't invented yet basically i learned by, by hand? hand and remember those large big orion blue books yep the big blue books of values, of guitar values, uh, stereos. We had those, and actually, my wife makes fun of us the way we used to price things, like everyone does now on Google, is the Sunday newspaper ads.
0: Yeah,
1: wow. Yeah, you'd take it to get the Sunday newspaper, and you'd get the you know, you Lowe's, and Menards, and Home Depot, and True Value, and, and <laughs> on, on and on and on, and you just have and you knew what a VCR cost by that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you had to do hey, well, a lot of research. I, I mean, I mean, I was when I was running around my father's shops. There wasn't, I mean, there was the the Ryan Blue books, and it was like, what's the value? And they had, like you said, the magazines and the newspapers, and and some things they just like shot the value at it. Hopefully that they didn't, uh, get screwed on it. So it's much harder back then. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. That's trials and tribulations. And we've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And, you know, I can't wait to make my next mistake because if I make a, a, a good mistake and I can learn from it and gain some valuable insight and change the way I do things, I'm, I'm all for the next mistake. I love that.
0: And I'm get. I mean, you've got two shops uh, currently, correct? How many yes. how many staff do you have? We have a uh, 14. 14 staff. Great. So, right. um, I love that attitude about looking forward to make mistakes because I know that in the pawn business there, we make mistakes. We might take something that's fake. We might overprice something. We might uh, give too much for something. Whatever that is, mistakes are made. But you do it with a smile,
1: right? So you have to. you have to. It's it's basically. I look at it the same way as if I had to pay three hundred dollars or five hundred or whatever fee to go to a training seminar you know have to buy uh, your hotel your airfare your your class schedule that costs you a number hundred dollars maybe a thousand so if it costs you a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars here once in a while to make a mistake and you've learned from it it's just as valuable as going out to vegas and sitting in a class for a few days and um just hopefully you can learn from it train your staff to do the right thing from that point on and you know it's 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 easy to count our successes, but it's really difficult to remember your failures because a lot of people don't want to remember the failures. They just want to go on to the the good stuff. But I tell you what, what's really molded me and transformed me into who I am is going back and seeing all my failures and laughing at the ones that I could laugh at. So, and really scratching my head going, okay, we're not gonna do that again. <laughs> so give us an example of that. What's, what,
0: what's been, you know, you, you were learning the business 25 years. What's been a huge failure that you had where you can look back and laugh at today?
1: Oh, well, let's see. There's gonna be a number of them. I'll have to think of that um, as we go along. Come up with another question and I'll come up with that in a second. There, there's a lot of them. I wanna to try to find one that's good for the audience that uh, can really grasp that. Perfect. Um, Okay. So I'll ask you this
0: question. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question. Um, there's a reason why you're successful. There's a reason why you, you smile. What do you think palm brokers need to do in today's industry, in today's climate with the advent of the internet and, uh, you know, offer up and all these types of things to stay successful and to stay ahead of the trend?
1: Okay, um there was a little bit of a delay in the connection there, so I think I got the question what um do I need to do today in, in today's technology to to succeed to do what, what pawnbrokers I- need to do today to still become to
0: stay successful with everything going on with the internet and with all these competitive sites and with you know retail going down essentially um, what makes a pawnbrokers stay successful today?
1: I am going to go on Jamie uh, Smith's philosophy is learn, 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 read, read, read. Always be looking for the new technology. Uh, Harness it, uh, grasp it, don't be afraid of a lot of people are afraid of change and the internet and our technology and our life is going so quickly today that sometimes it's hard to stay on top of the technology and stay on top of the, the, the new curves. But if you learn and read and, and, and get engaged in any type of chamber of commerce that you can get involved in, your local, your state, absolutely bar, bar none, uh, get involved with the National Pawnbrokers Association. And their email service not only gives you the information that will be very helpful to you, but it also keeps you abreast of all the latest frauds out there with uh, fake Rolexes, fake coins, Um, uh, fake uh, everything out there. Everything's been easily fake with our technology. So if you, I would say, number one, get involved in in your state and local um, and national pawnbroker associations and get involved. Network yourself. Be involved with people like you who can banter back and forth ideas and stay connected. Love it. Awesome. So 25 years, What's
0: next for, for Perry and Decatur? Where, where is it going to go? What changes are you going to make? Um, what do you see for the future of your business?
1: My, my goal is to parlay this into five stores. That's my initial, um, I got that as like a three-year goal, to, to get five stores opened. And because I always heard that a, uh, your first and second store are okay, your third it's hard to get five. Once you get five, then this six through 10 typically are easier because you got the systems in place. So I want to expand to five uh, is my short term goal. And what I'm going to be doing personally is I'm turning some of the, the revenue we've earned over the last 25 years into some commercial real estate so I can venture out into some other areas. Because like I said, I am uh, in this 25 years and I want to start slowing down a little bit, but I do not want to give it up. I'm following Paul Reiser's um, footsteps and I'm getting more into the uh, Precious Coins, the silver, gold, and platinum coins. I want to do a couple of coin shows. But, uh, so number one, I want to expand and get into coin shows, and uh, kind of slow down a little bit because I I really want to spend some quality time with my family and my kids while, while I still have a little bit of a chance. Um, as a matter of fact, you kind of inspired me last year when you were giving that speech at the uh, pawnbroker show about balance and how you were working sixteen-hour days and you were coming home and and your wife said what she said to you and you're like, uh oh. I'm in trouble. So I want a little bit more of a balance. So I appreciate what you're doing out there. You're doing a great job for all the pawnbrokers and everyone else you're coaching. Um, and, um, sorry. So going back to the question about one of my biggest mistakes is I think I'd say one of my biggest mistakes in business I could say would be saying to my employees, I'm going to do something and either forget or fail to follow through on it. Uh, my employees always look to me as the leader and typically what I say, they take, um, for gold. And if I don't follow through on it, it makes me look bad. And then my employees don't get the training that I promised them, which hurts them and ultimately comes back to hurt me. So train, 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 your employees and always be looking for your replacement every day. I, I want
0: to go back to that real quick. Cause I think that, I mean, in, In your porn career, 25 years, you could have said, I paid, you know, $2,000 too much for this thing, or, um, I broke this item worth, you know, $5,000. But what you said was, you know, not keeping my word to my employees when I told them that I was going to do something. And I think that that's so important that you mentioned that. And everybody listening needs to listen to Perry, because I've mentioned this before on the show, keeping your word
1: is crucial when, when you're a leader. You know, absolutely. They really do. I didn't realize how much they really take what you say um, to heart. And I've lost a couple employees because they said, hey, you said you were going to do X, Y and Z. and It's been a year and a half and I haven't seen any of that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. By then it was too late. So that was a big mistake. I lost a six or seven year old employee who had already had heavily invested money in training and time and longevity. And then I I lose her because of something that I told her I'd do for her and and I failed to follow through. So any of you young pawnbrokers out there and you're in the leadership position, uh, train and follow through with what you say you're going to do. And if you can't do it, give them a good explanation as to why.
0: Yeah, be upfront and honest. Love it. Absolutely. Now, um, Perry, I want us, I want, you know, you've given us some gold on this interview and I appreciate it. Uh, I want you to give us one more piece of advice for the Palm brokers listening. Maybe it's a new Palm broker who's opening up a shop. Maybe it's a young Palm broker. Maybe it's somebody who's got a store and they're just tired of the business, right. Or they're, they don't see, um, you know, the fun in it. Like you do every single day what piece of advice would you give them to keep going and to stay motivated?
1: In order to stay in business. Okay. Let's see. There's a couple of, um, for I guess for the new ones. Okay. Let's go back to the older ones that, you know, have been there for a number of years and they're just kind of burned out is you have to kind of reinvent yourself or reinvent your purpose. Because if you don't do that first, every day is going to be drudgery going into work and you're going to have the same attitude when you have a bad attitude or you're just not in good mood or things just aren't working very well for you. It reflects in your attitude and your your employees and your customers pick it up and you're, so you have to reinvent yourself so you're having fun at it. I like to play every day. I like to joke with my customers, joke with my employees in a, in a, a very fun way. But we all know when it's down to business, we get serious. And so we, we separate the two. For the, the new pawnbrokers out there is you have to build your tribe. You have to stay on top of the digital and social marketing, uh, be involved in your community, um, give back to the community that's given to you, get to know your elected officials, get to know the, the, the building inspector and the advertising people. They're the ones who are going to spread the, the words around about you. And then you also have to treat your customers as the way you want to be treated in business and in, in life. If you happen to go to a retail store and you ask where men's shoes are and one of the employees points over there, you're going to be irritated by it. You're going to really, you're not going to get up and help me. Well, you find yourself so busy in your own business. You're so busy with the paperwork or so busy in the cashier window or so busy cleaning a piece of jewelry. You feel like the customers are interrupting you and bothering you but they're really not. They're the ones keeping you in business. So you've got to make each and every one of them feel needed, feel wanted, and, and feel important, especially your pawning customers who are really there because they need money and they're coming to you for relief. And if you make them feel good when they leave, they're going to come back. And back and back they're going to refer people to you and then they're going to give you some google and yelp reviews and that's how you keep the the ball rolling in your favor day in and day out you've got to treat the five dollar customer as important as the five thousand dollar customer period
0: yeah i agree perry thank you so much for being on the show a big big congratulations to you Indicator. Uh, you know, Poggin, loan for 25 years in business. Not everybody can say it. And uh, congratulations into many more successful years.
1: Thank you very much. And uh, congratulations to you, what you're doing. And I uh, hope to meet you sometime. Shake your hand and say uh, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you later. Bye bye.